Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another week of the Ninth State Sports Show Lacrosse Edition. Uh, my name is Joe Marchalina, and joining me once again is Dairyfield AD and boys lacrosse coach Chris Hetler. Uh, Chris, you're on uh, you're on assignment on location this week. Uh, can, can you tell us where you are? On location, Joe. We are currently at Hollywood Studios in sunny Florida, right here. Got the boys with me here. We're in line for the rock and roller coaster right now. We're having we're having a great time. Sounds good. I, I imagine, uh, you know, the weather hasn't been too bad for the first couple of days this week here, but tomorrow's or Thursday's going to be pretty gross. Uh, what's heard, it been like? I heard snow. In, in I heard some, snow up there. Like in the very northern part of the state, I believe, but uh, it, or it better be. If it snows down here, I'm not going to be happy. Uh, but well, what, what's it'll, the, melt, it'll melt quick. <laughs> what's the weather been like down there? Uh, it's been it's been great. Uh, it's actually been a little unseasonably warm, even for Florida. Uh, first day we were down here, we had nice 70s, uh, low humidity. Yesterday was pretty good. Today it got up to like 90, but we had cloud. People don't want to hear that, Joe. They don't want to hear me complaining <laughs> about the weather. It's been awesome. It's been fantastic. We're having a great time. Guys are we're we're having a great team bonding right now, bringing some new guys into the fold. Boys, are we having a good time here down right here right now on location? Let's go. <laughs> We're having a great time, Joe. We're having a good time. And uh, glad to see that those uh, those tornadoes that were down south didn't jump across the uh, the Gulf there and, and hit you guys. That's uh, we're, uh, we got we got lucky we got lucky. Yeah. They, it looks like everything's pushing north on us, so we're we're enjoying the, we're we're counting our blessings and enjoying being down here right now. Well, to, to, I'm going to throw this out there since uh, since you mentioned that it's unseasonably warm down there, and 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 so that the rest of our listeners don't get too uh, too mad at you. Um, you know, the, the, the high in Nashua uh, next Monday after you guys are back is, is only supposed to be 30. Uh, I figured that would I, I figured it would bite us sooner or later here. So we'll, <laughs> we'll deal with that. We'll, we'll take it. We'll take our punishment. All right. Well, as you said, you guys are uh, you are down in Florida. I am, of course, uh, back in New Hampshire. Um, and as always, you can send us uh, questions and feedback by shooting an email to nhhighschoolsports at gmail.com or on Twitter at nhhsports. You can listen to the show every Thursday morning at nh-highschoolsports.com. And uh, before we get going here, I'd like to uh, mention our, uh, our, our first sponsor of the 2022 season, Prolax Customs. Uh, located in Bedford, Prolax Customs wants to make your stick as unique as the way you play the game. It is the place to go in southern New Hampshire for custom-dyed lacrosse heads. Or guys, if you are in need of a stick string as we head into the start of the spring season, reach out to them and they will take care of you. To learn more, visit them online at prolaxcustoms.com or you can find them on Facebook and Instagram or email prolaxlacrosse at gmail.com. Joe, I, I told our listeners last week I was already a big fan of uh, Joe and his business uh, even before I, he became a sponsor of the show. But I got to tell you, we're down here this week. Not only do the sticks look great, they're throwing absolute dimes right now. I've got guys, you know, they, their their sticks are, you know, got off the plane, and these things are throwing dots right now. So he's uh, he's doing a great job and uh, picked up a couple picked up a couple yeah. uh, new clients last week. And highly encourage our listeners to get out there and. Uh, Visit Prolax Customs and, and give them some business. Yeah, and for anyone that's uh, that's on the fence about maybe uh, sponsoring the podcast, uh, you know, that's a kind of a maybe that'll give you a little push there. You know, um, last week was the first week Prolax Customs was uh, was uh, a sponsor for the podcast, and they're already picking up a couple of, uh, of up, new customers. Up at least, yeah, picked up half a do- picked up half a dozen new customers within the first day. Had a few more trickle in throughout the week. He's got more orders on the way. Um, so he's he's very thankful for our for our uh, sponsorship and, and viewers. Yeah. So if you're uh, if you're thinking about that, uh, reach out to me at uh, again at nhhighschoolsports at gmail dot com. And uh, this week, uh, of course, with it being the first week of actual practices, um, you know, it, like I said, it's it's not been a bad uh, week weather wise up here. Um, outside of uh, you know, I saw a couple of couple of places, a couple of teams practicing later last night it was a little colder. I think it's probably going to be a little colder tonight too. Uh, Friday is going to be up in the 60s, I think. Um, so it's uh, it's been a nice week to start uh, the season, and I think I we're, mean compared to some years, yeah, it's this is this is phenomenal. You didn't have to plow the turf. You've been outside. Guys have probably been out in t-shirts and shorts most of these practices. I, I mean, so I've know. seen a couple of couple of uh, teams that have grass that they're uh, they're excited. They're out on the grass practicing, uh, which never happens or very rarely happens at this point in the season. Um, so yeah, we're uh, fingers crossed that this is uh, this is going to be a pretty smooth preseason, um, you know. But for this week, we are going to start out talking uh, Division One boys lacrosse, 
and give you a little bit of a uh, D1 Boys Lacrosse preview. How's that sound? I'm excited to go. I mean, if it's anything like the championship game last year, we're in for a great season in Division One. Uh, for the listeners that, that don't remember, uh, that was an epic battle between DG and Exeter last year. Exeter came out on fire, went up uh, four nothing. I think. Yeah, so. four nothing in the first BG quarter. Got on track. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was a game well into the second half. I mean, BG had to play. They earned it. They they played a great great uh, you know two and a half three quarters of lacrosse. Exeter was playing well, uh, back and forth, and a you know, great, great championship game last year, and and really the whole, you know, whole spring. Even though it wasn't normal, there were a lot of good games last spring. I tell you, what, I'm really excited. We got into it a little bit last week with some of the out-of-state games. The return of out-of-state games and is just going to make D1 even better this year. A lot of talent there. Absolutely, yeah. That um, the championship game, I want to say, was a tie game, or maybe it was seven-six BG going into that final quarter. Um, so yeah, definitely yep. a, a highly competitive game. Um, you know, you, you of course had some some teams that were a little more dominant. Obviously, BG, Exeter, uh, Pinkerton. But yeah, I think you look across the across the field in Division One last year. There was um you know a, a little bit more balance uh, amongst the you know amongst teams. And I think you know in some cases this year, uh, especially like you mentioned with those out of state games, the potential for some. Um, you know, maybe some parity in the standings is there. Uh, obviously, you know, BG goes into the season as a, I would say, a heavy favorite, um, you know, to start the year. Um, you know, they, they've got a lot of guys back. They, despite graduating a lot of guys, they've got a lot of guys back that contributed uh, at some points last year, are going to be looked on to contribute again this year. The depth maybe isn't quite where it, you know, where it was a year ago. Um but I think, that's I think a lot of teams would take it, though. Yeah, Joe. yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, you know, I, I, I got a chance to go out to, to practice their practice on Monday and watch a little bit, and Coach Cameron said that, that, you know, whatever whatever he may look at, whatever problems he may think he has, you know, no one's going to feel too bad for them uh, going into this year. Um, you know, but they're, you know, just looking at what they're probably going to start. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty um, – you know, just talent-wise, a pretty dangerous group. And I think that starts probably right in the middle you know, with with JJ Murphy taking faceoffs. Um, you know, JJ you probably one of the JJ probably if, if, if you know excluding excluding Lakes Region schools and prep schools, pro probably the top faceoff guy in the state for for Bishop Durden. Uh, going to yeah. be difficult to get possessions there. We talked about it last week. Teams are going to have to hope that JJ's having an off day, and you know if they can go 60-40 against them or somehow get it to 50-50 maybe you got a shot, but you know, we'll get into it in a minute, but their, their lineup is going to be tough. Um, and, and if they, if they get the ball on offense, they're, they're going to be, they're going to be a high scoring, high powered team. Well, yeah, let's just, why don't, why don't we, uh, why don't we just jump right in there and start with, uh, you know, with, with the team that the defending champs and probably, and like I said, this year's favorite, um, you know, they've got, got JJ back, um, Nick Dahl, uh, who was a starter as a junior on defense. He's back. Uh, this year as a senior captain. And then you've got uh, Zach Connerty, a junior, um, was the starter last year in goal. And, and you know, a, a tough or a good problem for, for Coach Cameron to have. He, he mentioned he's got four guys that um, would probably be starters anywhere they were um, in goal. And he's got yeah, to figure I mean, out a Mike, way to. Mike, yeah, Will, Will Murphy, Mike McDonough, Liam O'Keefe. I mean, he's got he's got a wealth of talent in the goal there. So you know, if, if, if one, it'll push Zach to get better, uh, and two, if God forbid any injuries happen or anything like that, he goes right down the line and plugs the guy in, and they're and they're solid in net still there. So that's a great backbone. As you alluded to, the defense did lose some key parts last year, but having Nick Dahl back there, Colin Rourke, Dylan Young, those are those are solid. Those are really solid people. Guys that are playing at a high level, they're going to play at the next level. They just maybe don't have as, as much experience as last year's group does. So well, that'll be that'll be something to watch and develop over the season. Uh, I like the emergence of Alex Dumont last year. Um, I thought he played really well at LSM. I think he can be dominant at times. Um, so there, there's definitely some talent on D there. But coming into the season, I think that's probably their biggest their biggest question mark um, is, the, is the the chemistry that the defense will have. Back yeah, there. Def definitely. Because I mean, I mean, you're talking about graduating three guys that were, you know, that are playing in, you know, that are on Division One college rosters um, this year. So that's, I mean, that's going to be tough for any team to to replace. 
and it might you know it might take a couple of weeks for them to really kind of figure things out. You know, another another guy who um, they've got back on defense who I don't know how much playing time he got, but you know anyone that listens to the to our podcast in the fall during football season certainly recognizes the name is um, maybe maybe the the best all around athlete on on BG um, Charlie Bellavance. He's a uh, he's a guy who's going to be back on that side of the ball too. Again, I don't know. Um, you know, it just kind of is an intriguing name to me to have on, on uh, you know, on that side of the ball. Anytime you can have a dynamic athlete and you add them, you add them to your team, they're going to make everybody else better, right? They're, they're physical, they're faster. Even if the stick skills are a little bit off, they're going to push everybody else on the team. And that's another person on the scouting report that, that a team has to account for. They're like, man, it's not even, you know, they, they're not even a great lacrosse player yet, but we've got an athlete. You give him space, he's going to cause problems, right? And so... Um, yeah, having Charlie out there will be a huge advantage for them in the defensive end. You know, it looks like um, you know their their top midi line um, going into this year is our guys. You know that that maybe aren't um, I, I you know kind of funny to say household names or or, or, or guys that maybe um, you know that, that don't know if the roster. Not, they will be quick. They will be yeah. They're guys that it feels like got a lot of playing time last year because they were in the rotation. You know, and you, they'd get into games kind of mid second quarter second half you saw a lot of them because of you know just bg was was so deep last year they would get up on teams so quickly um and you know and, and a lot of them are juniors i think you, you start with the with the connors connor bouvier and and connor guyboard and then you add in uh tim kiley as well and and xander dunsmore those are uh, and xander being a senior those are, are, are four guys that i think are probably going to be you know out there a lot to start uh for the cardinals and then you mix in a few other guys as as they move along yeah, what impresses me most about that midfield group is they all work really hard in the weight room. They're big, they're strong, they're physical, they shoot hard. They're matchup problems. They're and they're not all carbon copies of each other. He's got he's got some big guys out there. He's got some short, quick guys out there. Um, but they can all shoot. They're all accurate. They're very unselfish too. Um, they find their teammates really well. Yeah, that's a tough that's a tough midfield group. He, he's rolling out five, six midfielders, and most teams are struggling to put two or three out there that can yeah. really really affect the defense. You know, and you, you mentioned, um, you know, Alex Dumont on defense. Uh, his, uh, his twin brother, uh, Brady Dumont, uh, had a pretty great year for them as a freshman on attack. Um, he's going to be a guy that's back there. Uh, you know, we're, we're, uh, we're finally going to get to see, uh, you know, Quinn Scipio out there. Yeah, I'm really, I was just going to say, I'm really excited about Quinn coming back. Um, a lot of people didn't get a chance to see him before. He played on my Under Armour team uh, the year before was one of the most dynamic players on the field. Probably probably the best athlete, best lacrosse player on the field. Unfortunately, lost last year to injury. Um, him coming back will add a dynamic there that I think are going to open a lot of eyes to people. If people haven't seen him play, he's a, he's a special player. Uh, Aiden Lorendo coming back there, he's he's committed to Merrimack. I mean, they've, they've got a very potent attack line there. You know, and then another guy um, that, that I think is maybe a little bit of uh, – an X factor wild card. I don't know how you how you want to put it. Is a guy who again was a was a, a standout on the football team last fall. Um, hasn't played uh, lacrosse season at BG yet. Is uh, Marcel Vernon, who uh, you know Absolutely. again another tremendous yeah. athlete. Who uh, I think he's committed to go to to Lafayette too. So another, yes, another D one talent. Yeah, and it'll what that'll do is it'll give Coach Gammon some flexibility too. Some of those guys, you know, he's not going to leave talent like that on the bench. He'll be able to run some of those guys out of the box fight short step matchups, give some, give some rest. You know, it only makes his midfield deeper that way, you know, by having that kind of flexibility. Uh, so, again, we, we look at kind of BG as being the, you know, someone's until someone is able to knock them off, you know, they go into this year as the favorite. We'll probably look that, that way through the rest of the year. And then I think maybe there's, um, you know, there's at least two teams, I think, that are, are gunning for that maybe second spot with a, you know, with really fighting to try to close that gap. Um, and those, I think, are the two teams we saw battling it out for the, the a chance for the championship uh, game last year is uh, Exeter and Pinkerton. Um, to me, those look like the two next teams uh, in line uh, in D1 this year. Does that kind of seem the same to you? Yeah, I mean, I think uh, I, I think we'll, we'll talk about them in a little bit. But I, you, you know me from indoor. I'm I'm really high on Nashua South as well. I, I like I like what Nashua South's doing. I like their mindset too. Uh, I don't think they're scared coming into this season. They still have to get over the hump. Um, they've got to they got to prove themselves that they can beat those teams that in the past they've traditionally lost to. But 
looking at them from indoor, uh, you know, I, I think they're ready to make that jump. But, yeah, let, let's start with Exeter. Um, you know, obviously an intriguing story with Coach Holly, uh, you know, retiring, um, you know, and Coach Brewster taking over. Um, you know, what's that team going to look like this year? What's their offense going to look like? Are they going to be a running gun? Are they going to be a little bit more conservative? What's their defense going to be like? You know, so what will Coach Brewster's identity be? How, how will he put a stamp on this Exeter team? Will he build off of what was there before? Or does he, does he try and change things up a little bit? Um, if I'm him with the, with the class that I've had coming off that championship season, I think little tweaks, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't change a lot. Those kids have been in the system for a while, and, um, you know, they've, they've got a good group ready to go there with some names that, you know, probably some people know and then other names that are going to kind of like we said, if they're not household names, they're going to they're come around pretty quick. Sorry, I was uh, I was counting, um, which I needed more than more than two hands to do here. The number of senior, <laughs> the number of seniors that Exeter graduated from last year, and if I counted right, I think it's fifteen, um, which you know, it, it's it's a lot. That's a lot. Um, so much so that it's when incredible you... that we're talking about them as a team that's possibly playing for playing Absolutely, to get back yeah. to that championship game. Yeah, I mean, most teams cannot do that. They they would. Yeah, most teams outside of BG and and, and Pinkerton most years can't graduate that many kids and expect to to still have a a good season. Uh, and and the tough part of this too is you look at their roster from a year ago, and it's almost you know to look. Of course, there's there's a couple of guys um, that we know are going to be back. Um, but it's hard to look at it and say, oh, yeah, these are the guys that are going to fill in because there's not a lot of underclassmen listed on this roster. But the guy that the guy that probably stands out above, um, you know, above the rest is, is Aiden Drunzik. Um, Absolutely. You know, who was a key part of their offense, uh, you know, last year uh, when he was able to – I know he battled some injuries a year ago, um, but, but just a, a tremendous uh, attackman out there when he's on the field. And then the other other guy I think that's probably key for them is uh, is in goal uh, is Ryan Tatman, a uh, junior who who started last year had some huge shoes to fill, and uh, you know did a great job a year ago and and just based off the indoor season looks like he's just improved uh, leaps and bounds just a, a real athletic goalie um, really confident yeah, right now too yeah. playing with a lot of confidence based off the of last year and in his experience in the championship game yeah like you i was really impressed with him indoor indoor is not a goalie friendly situation for anybody <laughs> no. and you know week in and week out he made tremendous saves um you know and really was a was a was a rock for them indoor and, and it should it should translate really well outdoors yeah um, you know, another guy to watch for them too is uh, is going to be uh, senior midfielder Adam Neal. Um, he's been a part of uh, you know not only in, in lacrosse but also some pretty talented uh, football teams at Exeter. So he's got some experience playing in big games uh, in multiple sports. Um, so he's a guy to keep an eye on. Uh, Coach Brewster mentioned a couple other guys and Tanner Smith and Owen Williams that he expects to to be big contributors to this team. Um, you know, and then you look at another guy um, on attack. Uh, Matt Denman is, uh, you know, a, a guy who's back and, and has some experience for for Exeter. Yeah, I really like I really like Tanner. Tanner's a defense. He's a he's an old school aggressive. I'm gonna come out. I'm in your face. I'm throwing slaps. I'm throwing checks. I'm gonna make you earn it. And he's physical, not in a dirty way. Um, but I, I really like Tanner Smith. That that's a that's a guy I think you're gonna see on on a lot of all state lists at the end of the year. And then. Um, you know, you look or any anybody other else uh, from Exeter that kind of you're expecting to see a big year from? I think it's a wait and see. I mean, kind of like you said, I just either like when we watched them indoors, there was a lot of really solid, uh, really solid players. They didn't throw the ball away. They had good chemistry with each other. I think it's you know, I don't know. Maybe they're going to have just a lot of guys that, that give a little bit of contribution throughout the season. I I'm I think it's kind of wait and see like who's gonna who's gonna you know join Aiden as some of those go-to guys at that point. Yeah. Um, you know the other other team that was in or another team that was in the semis last year, um, Pinkerton, not uh, actually didn't reach the finals I think for the first time in what maybe like seven or eight years. Um, so you know they're going to be hungry to get back. Uh, Steve Gerdrow going into his uh, I guess his technically his third year as the head coach second year actually on the field and uh i mean he's gonna have a couple of, of of key guys to replace but you know they've um they've certainly got uh, a, a lot of guys to, that can step up 
kind of fill in, probably led by um, midfielders uh, Riley Spellman, Michael Uber, and, and Joey Gallo, at least uh, on the offensive side. And then um, I think those are the three big names to start yeah. with in the beginning of the season. I mean, those guys, those guys, they're gonna they're gonna draw a lot of attention, especially Riley. Um, big, strong, physical kids, typical blue-collar Pinkerton team. Um, they're going to make you earn everything. Um, and, you know, the way – knowing Coach Goudreau and the way he runs his offense, I've seen him run college offenses, uh, the, the stamp that he tried to put on the team there. He's going to find ways to free those guys up. He doesn't doesn't necessarily have as much depth as a, as a BG team, but, you know, he's got some playmakers there. You know, and then they've got you know you mentioned you mentioned uh, Murphy at, at Bishop Girton being probably the top face-off guy in the state. I, I think you could argue that uh, that Cole Frank, um, sophomore at Pinkerton, is maybe the the next next guy uh, in terms of he's in of that he's in guys. that conversation. I think there as we go through the other divisions, I think there's some other kids that we'll that we'll talk about. But yeah, absolutely, Cole's another guy that I had a, I've had the pleasure and opportunity to coach uh, in the Tomahawk program. Um, tremendous athlete. Really uh, got a chance, got a chance to work on his craft over the last couple of years, and yeah, I, I do. I think he's one of the top faceoff guys in the league, and that's why I'll never count Pinkerton out. They they've got a system now, and they've got um, they've got some they've got some guys. He's going to be good. You know, they're um, I think in a little bit of the same kind of boat as as the other two teams that we talked about, maybe on the defensive side where they've got they you know they lost a little bit there, um, but then have maybe a key guy coming back. Um, you know, and for Pinkerton, I think that's uh, senior Kyle Zern uh, on defense, and then goalie uh, Caden Michaud, uh, who, or, excuse me, Curtis Michaud, <laughs> got got my Michauds mixed mixed up there. Who was a uh, is a junior going into this year? Um, you know, both of them uh, kind of looking to lead the defense. I think. Yeah, Kyle. Kyle's going to be one of the guys that they're going to that they're going to lean on early in the defense. But don't let Coach Cadrill fool you. He's got a lot of just like a typical. Pinkerton teams in the past, he's got a lot of big physical guys that are going to fill the shoes there. Um, you know, and I expect their defense to be, you know, pressing out, playing physical just like they always do. But Kyle Turner is going to be one of their guys early on that they're going to lean on to lead that defense. You know, we mentioned, um, you know, those those midfielders who were uh, some of their top scorers from last year, but also can't forget about some of their uh, their guys on attack too in, uh, in Ryan Lynch and, and Liam Prescott who were, uh, you know, it felt like Obviously, you know, Hunter Drew and drew a lot of the attention last year for them on offense. Um, but, you know, those those five guys that we mentioned, um, you know, were all right there along, you know, with them. Um, you know, some of their top scorers from last year. So, I mean, they've got a pretty good, um, I think, foundation to build off of. Uh, at least Absolutely. On that side. It's going to be the depth. It'll be the depth around them that'll, that'll, have to, that'll have to develop as the season goes along. But, you know, they've got a lot of guys that play in the uh, in the town program and guys that have come up through the system that I have no doubt. That's why, you know, I, I do. I don't I, I think they are one of the top four teams in Division One coming in this year, along with Exeter. And, um, you know, if it's not too early, I, I think we talk about that team, who, who the next maybe two to three teams that might round out that top four. Yeah, well, I think I think we're both in agreement. Um, you mentioned Nashua South early, and I, I think that their that team too. I, I would probably, or I would put the Panthers right now as as probably the fourth team out of that group. Uh, certainly, there'll be other teams that are contending for that spot. But like you said, just just watching what they were doing during the indoor season, kind of hearing some of the stuff that they've got going on. Um, a lot of know, seniors. In the off season. Yeah, a lot of seniors. Um, obviously, they they lost some some. You know, big contributors on offense in uh, Drew Flurry and uh, and Jaden Murphy, um, and you kind of wonder, you know, how did some of those other guys slot in to take over those kind of roles? But you know, watching them, it just kind of looks like you've got a bunch of guys who are are just all gonna kind of they're all gonna kind of fill those roles. Um, and I think leading the way for them, you got you know Connor Rossell uh, at midfield. Um, Ethan Johnson at goal, Griffin Johnson on attack, and then Nate Campbell at midfield. Those are probably four. I mean, I, I think there are a lot of teams that would like to have those four guys coming back for them. Absolutely. Nate Cam huge fan of Nate Campbell, uh, another guy that I got to coach when he was younger. Uh, actually played attack for me at the time. and has transitioned really well to midfield. Um, pretty dynamic player. Griffin Johnson, great player. Uh, you mentioned Connor. Um, you know, yeah, I, I, think, I think they've got – in. I, what what impressed me the most with them indoor is the physicality that they could play with. Yeah, they were big, absolutely. they were strong, 
um, and they they force teams to play faster than they, than they wanted to. Now, granted, indoor it's a little bit easier, right? Because you don't have as many guys on the field. There's less sticks out there. A couple guys can take over, but I think they've got enough. I really do. I think they've got enough depth that um that they're going to be one of those top four teams. And you know, looking, we talked about schedule disparity. You know, if they win the games that they're supposed to win, they're easily, easily a double-digit win team. You know, they could be pushing for one of those top two seeds, um, you know, if they win the games that they're supposed to win and the out-of-state games don't go well for some of the favorites up there. Right. Uh, you know, you mentioned that toughness, and I think that kind of starts with guys like like Russell, and you've got also got uh, Mike Rutstein uh, at midfield as well, a couple of football guys who, you know, I mean, if you watched any of South football, I mean, they had a, a rough season uh, this year in football, but but those two guys are two of the tougher guys I think they've got. Um, you know, Rutstein, I think, is battling back from a football injury. Um, you know, and then they've also got uh, a guy in there who, um, you know, who was a standout on the basketball team in Rhett Medling, who is um, just a, a guy that, that, I mean, he's a, he's got a lot of height, which um, – you know, you don't necessarily always see, I think, in lacrosse. Um, at least if you do, it's guys that those guys are usually on defense where, you know, they, they hold a pole out and they all of a sudden are, are you know, about got about eight, an eight foot reach there. Um, I was going to say, I tell you what, <laughs> some of the toughest matchups I've had over the years, St. Thomas always used to seem to have a giant kid that was just a difficult matchup at the midfield, right? And he would just swim, dodge through something like that. You couldn't get to his stick. I mean, he's <laughs> so high up. Um, I, I know they've they've used red on offense at times um, in the past. Yeah. So interesting to see how they they uh, use him. Then you've also got uh, Cody Good, uh, a junior, coming back to lead the defense, uh, and then a, a, a familiar name I think um, over the last couple of years for anyone that's that's watched South. Another Flurry, uh, this one Parker Flurry, uh, who's going to be a senior on attack. Um, so that I think he's what maybe the third third one through. <laughs> there, it seems like it seems like for the last decade there's been a flurry playing. So yeah, probably. And then um, and then a freshman coming in on attack that I know Coach uh, Coach Monson is pretty high on in uh, in, in Bo Dubois. Um, you know, gives them another guy again that uh, a key depth guy. Um, you know, to hopefully kind of give some of these other guys a break, maybe break out, have a breakout year, and be um, you know a guy that can really help them out on that end. Yeah, absolutely. And I know we're not going to get through a South preview and not talk about the standout goalie, Ethan Johnson and that, right? <laughs> of course not. No. Okay. Cause um, I mean, Ethan, I, I'm, I, again, extremely proud of Ethan, uh, is, is worked really hard to develop his craft in the net. Um, and is arguably one of the top goalies in, in the state, uh, this year as, as a senior. Um, you know, again, I, I think he'll be fighting for that top first team all state, um, a spot. And he's, he's going to make South a really difficult out for any team that plays. I mean, you're going to have to beat him with really good shots. Um, you know, looking at looking at the, the key returners for South, the one question is, Mark, you know, is who, who are they going to surround him with, right? Can they put enough experienced poles around him? You know, you had Cody Goody in there. Um, but, you know, after that, who else do they have around him? But Ethan's going to make a lot of saves. He's going to keep winning games. Um, yeah, I, I think someone someone might have had him uh, on his as a first team all stater uh, on on the uh, statewide all state team last year. I, I think. I, I wonder think who that. Right. I wonder yeah. who that was. <laughs> um, so that was kind of our. I think maybe our our top four preseason. Um, and as you mentioned, there are a couple other teams that that could possibly jump in up there. Um, you know, one team that um, that I think is is kind of. Um, you know we don't we don't see them too much in the off season again because they're not usually in the in indoor if I'm if I'm correct on that is uh, but has a lot returning this year is Concord. Um, you you know, are correct on that. It's it's yeah. not a team that traditionally puts a full team into our indoor league. They do play box uh, up in up in Bow, um, but uh, they are they've got they've got a lot and a lot of household names last names that that listeners might be familiar with here. Right. Um, yeah. Coach Smith, Coach Smith returns a lot. Of, he, you know, I think he's really excited about this class. He's got a lot of seniors, uh, a good junior class, a little bit nervous about it as underclassmen underneath. He's got some holes to fill there, but, uh, talking to him, he's, he's excited. He's got a good seventh and eighth grade group coming up. So, uh, you know, I think he feels like he's got a window right now to make a run. 
and then maybe maybe a little couple of years of rebuilding there. But um, yeah, he's he's excited coming in the season. I mean, we we should probably mention we talked about everyone else, uh, or or at least those top three teams losing a ton of seniors. Uh, Concord, he mentioned, lost just four seniors from a year ago. Um, I mean, so yeah, that that just being able to step on the field and kind of roll out the balls, I'm sure, helps uh, tremendously. And then you you've got two uh, two strong captains uh, in in seniors, uh, Dan O'Brien who's uh, kind of an attack midfielder, and then on uh, defense, uh, Parker Fredrickson. Always good always good to start with two strong two strong captains there. Um, you know, I know he's really high on Joey Tarbell. Again, a name, Tarbell, a name that's been around, around Concord for a while. Uh, uh, Brody McGonagall, uh, Nate Doherty at attack. Nate Doherty, you know, tremendous, tremendous attackman there. Um, and then I know he's pretty, he's pretty excited about his senior goalie too, Colby Bettens. Um, you know, so I, I think they, they'll, they'll have a good core all the, from defense all the way through the offense there. Um, you know, and then who do you, who do you think kind of, um, is next in line? I know, I feel like we've got maybe four or five teams that are, are right behind there that, um, you know, that, that they could kind well, of go any way. Yeah, I mean, you said you like Concord, and, and again, Concord could be fighting for one of those top four spots, but I, I like Londonderry. I mean, I'm just really impressed year in and year out uh, with the amount of guys they get out playing, how hard they work in the offseason, uh, the commitment. They do they do a lot of offseason skill work, team practices, things like that. Um, so I, I'm, I'm pretty high on Londonderry right now. I think Londonderry can be one of those teams to make a run. Um, I know you, you've done a little bit of research before. What do you, what do you like about the Londonderry team? Oh, I know we've talked in the past about um, about their goalie, um, you know, another young guy who kind of got his feet wet last year. Um, I mean, he's a junior, uh, Dane Duarte. Um, I mean, you know, I'm you're you're the goalie expert, so I I, I mean, I, I thought he looked pretty good, but um, I you know, I, I always he's worked uh, great. I th- I actually think Dane. I actually think you know, and argue you know, uh, I'm not the coach, but I I would have liked to see Dane play a little bit more last year. I thought I thought he was ready to step up right away. Took him a little while to get in there, and then um, you know, yeah, I, I think he's a tremendous asset for them between the pipes. Um, you know, good ball stopper, good IQ, can clear the ball really well. Um, you know, yeah, that's a good one to start with. They're they're kind of a tougher team for me though to kind of gauge. I know again, they're another team that lost a ton of seniors um, from from a year ago, but with them, I'm not I'm not in as um, familiar with a lot of the guys that are coming back. Um, you know, there are a lot of there are a couple names that that uh, you know you recognize from other sports. Um, you look at a guy like like Riley Bowles, uh, a midfielder who was a, a three year starter for the football team, um, is actually going to play football at Endicott, I believe. Um, you know, he's a guy that kind of, I mean, just given the kind of athlete he is, I would expect him to stand out for, you know, on the lacrosse field. Um, Dylan Risley, another guy on defense for them, he's going to be a junior. He had a big year for for the football team as well. You know, those two guys, um, I expect to, to play big roles for Londonderry. And, uh, you know, two other guys that would probably be in the midfield would be uh, Jesse Moore and, and, and Kyle McPhail. I think they're two, uh, two guys that are looking to break out this year as well. Yeah, Coach Sampson was really high on Nate Pedrick as well. Um, you know, so he's got two guys. Again, this is a team with, you know, that if you're not paying attention, they may not have the household names that, that everybody's talking about. But I, I think if they can come together – you know, that, that's a thing Coach Sampson's talking about a lot about changing team culture and getting guys to buy in and play together as a team. If they do that, they could be a really dangerous team this year. They're, they're not a school that loses a lot of kids to, to prep schools in other areas. Um, they tend to have a lot of kids stay home. So they do. They have a lot of depth. They have a lot of really good athletes. That's why that's why I kind of like them as, as sort of, a, I guess, I don't know if I call them a dark horse, but like, you know, a team that, team that could make a Final Four run here. Yeah. Well, a, a team that was uh, was definitely in that dark horse role a year ago made it to the semifinals. I would say uh, was Bedford. Uh, you know, they um, we we knew they had some talented kids. They put a lot of stuff together last year and and went on a, a bit of a run that, that uh, came to an end against BG in the semis. Um, and I know they've they've lost a lot of kids to graduation and to prep schools this year. Um, but I think they've got a pretty solid core returning, starting on defense with uh, with Matt Desmond in goal and, and Parker Henrichon on defense. Two, two great, two arguably two of the uh, better defensive players in the league. Matt Desmond will definitely be uh, he'll be up there, you know, work, uh, you know, pushing 
pushing Ethan Johnson and Zach, Zach Connerty for, for Allstate. Uh, and Parker Henderson, big physical, gets out. He's going to get on wrists. He's going to get on hands. And, uh, you know, he, he, you better move your feet or else he's taking the ball away and he's putting you, he's putting you on your back. Um, you know, very, very good defensive in there. So a great core to start with. And then, um, you know, two other guys on defense. One uh, name that's very familiar from, uh, again, from, from the football season. you got Joe Michael uh, at, at defensive midi. And then uh, a couple other guys there, too, in, in Andrew McGee, Josh Beaton, and uh, Nick Hadley. Um, so, I mean, they, you know, that's if you're going to be, I guess if you're going to be strong while you're trying to figure out some things, I guess the defensive side of the ball is probably the better side to be, uh, you know, to be strong on, I would have guessed. Absolutely. You tighten things up on defense. You, you push transition when you can. And, you know, you try, you try and win those close games. And, and that might be the recipe for Bedford early in the season. You know, you know, keep things keep things tight in the defensive end, and you know, you get the offense when you can get it. Um, you know, when they are when they are going to be able to score, I think they're looking for guys like Sean Toscano at the midfield, Derek Beliza on attack. Derek was a was a standout freshman last year, had a great season for them. Uh, probably looking to build on that this year, obviously. And uh, yeah, and, and and Toscano, of course, another another name uh, that that lacrosse fans and football fans are probably familiar with. Um, you know, playing at Bedford. Um, but yeah, those are the two guys that they're probably going to have to lean on until, you know, the rest of the group kind of catches up. They got some interesting scrimmages too scheduled. Um, they actually, one of the, one of the teams that starts on Saturday, um, they, they host Marblehead, uh, for a scrimmage this Saturday. And then, um, next Tuesday have a, a really intriguing matchup with, uh, with Winniconnet, uh, Tuesday night next week that, uh, I know you and I were both, uh, both texting each other about, about planning to go out to that, catch that one. Those will be great matchups for them early on. Yeah. That'll, that'll give them a good taste of where they're at. You know, see some things that they need to work on. Yeah. So, you know, that those are those are two two good scrimmages early on. Uh, you know, a, a team that um, you know to keep an eye on. Um, you know, I, I think going into this year, um, potentially being in the mix for one of those last playoff spots would be Merrimack. Um, yeah, I know they've uh, they've had kind of an odd. I don't know, maybe six, eight, ten years here, where they've bounced back and forth between Division One and Division Two. Um, they've been a playoff team in Division One. I was going to say a playoff team, playoff yeah. team in Division Two. Yeah, um, and, they, and then they've had really rough years in, in Division One too. Um, you know, so so I'm interested to see what they're able to do this year. They they had, um, I don't know, at times when I saw them during indoor, they looked looked pretty good, but. You know, again, it's it's it can be tough to tell. Um, you know how that translates. Yeah, uh, you know, returned 15 seniors, really, really large senior class. Um, I was impressed. Like last year, we played them. They were a team that never gave up. They played hard. They played physical. Again, not dirty. Uh, Matthew Todd on attack was one that was uh, stood out to me last year. Really tight stick skills. Uh, got to the seven seven. Was able to create for himself. Uh, Maverick Landry on defense was a standout for them. Cam Wheeler, Cam Wheeler, um, Shea Goodwin at the midfield. All those guys were, were key for them last year and will be key again this year. Um, and then I've noticed a few, you know, and I'm going to be honest with you, I saw some new helmets uh, at indoor of guys that transferred, parents, you know, that got jobs and transferred into the Merrimack area that I think could could stand out for them this year. They, they look pretty good. Yeah, they've. Uh, you mentioned you mentioned Shea Goodwin, um, Romello Hyde, uh, also stepping up uh, on defense for them this year. A couple of couple of names that, that again are, are familiar from other sports. So get getting some of those um, athletes from other other programs in to play as well. Um, you know, and then Alex Griffin. Um, you know, I thought he was a pretty pretty solid for them in goal last year, despite having not played a ton of goal going into the year. So, you know, I, I'd expect him to have a, a, a solid year for them too. Yeah, I mean, I thought he took a lot of steps last year. You know, he didn't lose a lot of games for them. He made he made the saves that he needed to make. Um, and you know, if he can make a jump, to be making a few saves that maybe he shouldn't make this year, then you know, they they could they could be in for a special season with that many seniors. Yeah, and then you um, you add into uh, Kyle Dunn also on attack. Um, you know, he looks like he's going to step up and have a pretty good year too. Um, you know, another team that I think kind of falls into that that category, at least in terms of you know where where might they end up. Uh, you know, is, is Salem. Um, you know, a couple of years ago they were a double digit win team, getting into the playoffs, um, and then they went through a run of of just 
a revolving door kind of a coach um, up until last year. Uh, Jay Malloy comes back for his uh, his second season on the field as the head coach, and uh, you know it seems like he's got a pretty good foundation to build on with with some guy some um, some seniors back in in captains uh, Johnny Smith and uh, uh, and then also Hunter Day on, on defense. Um, and then a junior captain on offense and Marcus Palomo, along with seniors Jackson Doughty and, um, excuse me, and junior Matt Doyle, Brendan Chain. Um, so, yeah, I think I, I'm, I'm intrigued by what uh, what Salem might be this year. Yeah, I, li- I like Salem. They, they're another team that Coach Malloy is doing a great job of getting guys out to play indoor. Um, good numbers. I think he wishes a few more of these guys were, were not necessarily year-round lacrosse players, but maybe were – a little bit more committed to keeping the stick in the hand year round. He's got a lot of, he's got a lot of his starters who also play hockey. Again, I love, I love multi-sport athletes. Uh, I think they're, I think they're great out in the field, but to compete in that division one level and to be beating, you know, try and beat Bishop Girton and Pinkerton and some of the traditional blue bloods, uh, you know, unfortunately the reality is you need guys that are playing more year round. It doesn't mean you can't play other sports, but you got to keep that stick in their hand. And, and Jay's doing a good job of, of trying to foster that, getting getting guys out to indoor uh, and trying to, again, build chemistry, build team culture. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm not surprised that you've got Salem as a team up there that, that could potentially make a playoff run. Yeah, it's and, and again, just talking through some of these, it, it feels like, you know, I know we had, we, we talk about the teams up at the top, but the middle part, middle portion of the division and, and, maybe even down i mean you might be looking at a team that misses out on the playoffs again we talked about the schedule disparity with uh you know without a state games coming back into the mix you know and then you look at there's probably some teams that have doubled up on on you know other programs in in d1 or or maybe even added some d2 games um there may be a team that's that's pretty good that that ends up missing out on the playoffs this year uh, just because of that disparity. Uh, but I mean, It's entirely possible. Yeah. There could be a middle-of-the-road team that maybe challenges themselves a little bit more than some of the other teams, and, and they do. They may, miss out, they may miss out. But, again, I think that's how you build I think that's how you build, uh, you build your program. You say, look, we're going to challenge ourselves, you know, and we're going to keep building and getting better and better. Um, but it is always – you know, making the playoffs is, is a good thing for a program, obviously, and they, you know um, – but I think some of the next teams we're talking about, I, again, I don't know how you rank them. Uh, you know, I think we're going to talk about Dover and Sauhegan next, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and those are, those are teams those are teams that um, arguably could, could give any of these teams a run up there. Um, you know, do we want to just start with Dover? Yeah, let's go, let's go with Dover. Um, you know, not a, not a huge returner, a group of returners, I think, for them, but, but at least some solid guys, again, for, for Coach Murphy to build on. He does. And, and Coach Murphy, again, great coach. He's been around the game for a long time. He, uh, for, for people that don't know, he helps cover the PLL. So, again, he's getting – he's around the best of the best. He, he's learning from the best coaches, from the best players around, and he's bringing that back to his program, which is an incredible asset for them to have. Um, and he does. He's got some guys. Preston Kozolowski, he's got a senior, you know, a senior on attack, captain, uh, Micah Crick uh, at the sophomore midfield, Gabe Rubio as an LSM that's a senior – um, and I know I, I think he like I think he likes his goalie, uh, Dom she- Dom Shelfer. He's a sophomore. Um, you know I, I think he's really high on him right now. You know he, he played really well as a freshman, saw a lot of rubber, and you know I, I think he he's one that could build you could build something around. Yeah, he uh, you know he mentioned um, called him a uh, an absolute gamer, uh, which is uh you know i I mean that's that's got to be what you want from your goalie averaged uh 15 saves a game as a freshman so yeah it's um i mean that's that's huge to have coming back and you potentially have a a couple more years with that guy with that uh kid he's just a just a sophomore um so i mean that's a that's a tremendous building block to have yeah so you know he's got to develop the defense around him a little bit. You can't be you can't be giving up. Uh, you know if he's averaging 15 saves, and I, you know there were a lot of games last year where Dover was unfortunately on the long side of some double digit losses. You're, you're talking over 30 shots a game. We got to got to cut that down a little bit. But you know Liam will get there. He'll get these guys going, and and he'll get them going in the right direction. He cares. You know that's a program he grew up playing for, and he cares a lot about it. So. Um, Dover may not be quite where they want to be this year, but they'll 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 still be a strong team. They'll win some games this year. You know, and then you mentioned um, you know Sauhegan too, kind of being um, in a in a position, I, I guess of uh, or I guess maybe in a transitional year. I mean, I know we know they're 
what, moving down uh, to Division Two next year. Um, you know, they've got a new coach this year, and, and Nick Lambro stepping in for, for Keith Bertrand. Um, and they, you know, another team, yet again, that turned over a lot of kids from a year ago. Uh, we'll be looking to, to some guys that, um, you know, maybe are, are still kind of getting their feet wet. Um, you know, I got a, a guy in Tony Garant uh, who's played a lot of lacrosse for Sauhegan. He's going to be back for them. And then you got a, a talented youngster in uh, in Cole Manning who, um, you know, I think missed some time last year with injuries, but could be a key factor for them. Cole, Cole will be a big factor for them. For them to have success on offense, he, he's going to be one that the offense is going to kind of flow through. Um, again, another kid that I had, the, uh, you know, the honor and pleasure of coaching when he was younger. Uh, he, he's what I'd call a gamer, too. He's a, he's a kid that when the, you know, the game was on the line, I knew I could give him the ball. He'd help create, and he, he wanted the ball in a stick, and I think he'll be a good one for them to have this year. Uh, Brett Bouvier on defense, uh, you know, a kid old school, wants to get out. Again, one of these guys, tough as nails, um, and he, he loves the challenge. He, he loves attackmen coming after him. Um, so those are two guys. You know, I, I do. I think they're, they were great. They've recruited. They got a lot of numbers out for indoor, um, but how those kids grow and develop over the year, it could be a transitional year for them. Yeah. But Sahigan's a program with a lot of pride in, in a team that traditionally has made the playoffs. Knowing that it's their last run and he won for a little while, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all if, it, if they were able to make the playoffs this year. I guess the big question mark for them is is who's going to play goal. Um, you know, that was the one thing I think we saw a little bit of during indoor was, was that they – oftentimes we're short um you know on that that end i know they do i know they do have a goalie in the program i think he uh you know he hasn't played in a while he he, i think he played youth in the amherst system for them and i believe he was i want to say ice hockey but now i'm feeling it might be basketball uh i know he's a multi-sport kid um so they do have some experience there but yeah that that will be that will be difficult for them this season they're gonna have to develop their goalie as, as the season goes along yeah have to have have to have somebody back there uh, but yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, you know, and then um, you know, a couple more teams in in D one. Um, of course, Nashua North is uh, is kind of in the same in a spot that I think, you know, we mentioned Salem having some turnover at coaching. North was was going through that for a little while, but they're now going into their um, their third year, second on the field with with Matt uh, Muser at head coach. Um, you know, he's. Uh, Maybe again, they don't have the depth that that a lot of these other teams have, but they do have some talented guys. Again, multi-sport guys leading the way for them. Um, Jack Peters is a is a kid that I you know have seen play. You know, he's a football player, he's a basketball player, he's a lacrosse player, um, but mostly the kid's an athlete. Uh, yeah, Jack and, Peters was the name I was going to throw at you. Yeah. He um, he played on he played on my Under Armour team this summer. Uh, might be one of the most talented athletes on the field. Again. Uh, at the next level, probably translates to a little bit more of a defensive midfielder at the high college level, but uh, at the at, at the high school New Hampshire level, very impactful. You know, he's going to score a lot of goals this year. Um, does he have enough around him? You know, can other obviously any team that does their homework is, is going to know about him, um, but you know he's going to need some help in order to free him up to to be able to get those goals. Um, but yeah, you know, I, I like Jack a lot. He was a really really hard worker, tremendous athlete. You know, they, they have a couple other guys that um, are looking to, to step up for them this year. Um, also in the midfield, Alex Jenkerson. Uh, you got a, a younger younger brother too, Luke Peters, uh, who's going to be, I believe, a freshman uh, for the, the Titans this year. Uh, so, sounds like you're getting close to the uh, the front of the line there, Coach. We're getting, we're getting there, Joe. We're getting, it's a good thing we're getting close to the end of the preview here. Oh, right. we're, we're getting there, my man. We're going we're gonna to lose you into the, uh, into the rock and roll <laughs> roller coaster there, aren't we? Um, you know they've also got uh, Devin Lavoy in goal, who uh, who's looking to have a big year for them too. I you know I believe he played uh, quite a bit last year, and uh, and, and is looking to have uh, a standout year for them, um, for the Titans. And then the the um, the last team in the division, um, Keen Manadnock, of course, uh, two programs that are going to co-op this year. Um, because of that, the enrollment size bumps bumps them up. Keen was in Division Two last year, Manadnock in Division Three. Uh, they've got a new coach in, in Christian Smith. Um, you know, I would say I would say Keen Manadnock. I'm I'm happy that they've got I'm happy that they've been able to move up to Division One and keep them, both of those programs strong right now. As we mentioned in the last last podcast, you know uh, the Hart family and the Hart brothers for everything they did for Manadnock. 
Uh, I think we talked about the incredible run that Manadnock had since, since going from club, uh, making the playoffs every year, making a run to the championship, uh, I want to say in 2009. Um, just incredible, and I'm glad that those kids, uh, they played under the banner of Dark Horse in indoor this year. And, uh, you know, I don't know. Maybe they are maybe, a Dark Horse, yeah, Joe. Maybe they, maybe they, maybe they are. Uh, but they definitely embrace that role. And uh, it's just great. It's great to see them playing right now. You know, looking over Keen's roster from last year, um, they had a lot of freshmen uh, in the program. You know, so if a lot of those kids are back, you know, that could be a, a, maybe a year or two kind of away. Um, as you mentioned, Mananok always seemed to have – you know, just enough kids to, to get out there. But look again, looking at their roster too, it, it looks like a younger a younger program. So yeah, but it'll be. I, I'm I'm curious to see how they kind of um you know what they're able to do this year and and um you know what what they look like against some of these bigger programs. So there you have it. Yeah, uh, yeah that know, I is. Think uh, it, I think it is pretty pretty competitive Division One landscape this year. Obviously, you know there'll be the blue bloods at the top, but I I think the uh, especially in the middle the gap is closed and just some really good lacrosse this year. I mean there's there's a lot of talent in the division. We highlighted some of the out of state games and, and cross divisional games between Division One and Division Two that are going to be played this year. Um, it's a it's a fun time to be in Division One. Yeah, really looking forward to uh, to getting this started. I you know already trying to piece together um, you know what I'm going to be doing that first week. Um, I do know that that second week you mentioned out of state games. You got BG hosting Zavarian Brothers the, on the 19th of April. That's I think one of the early games uh, out of state games you got circled. Of course, you mentioned crossovers. Of course, you guys are hosting Bedford on that first Saturday of the year. Um, that that looks like a fun uh, week. a little bit later in the year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, um, I think Dover, Merrimack, um, North all kind of added some D2 teams to their schedule. So at, at, Hollis, at, Brook, Hollis Brookline, yeah, Hollis Brookline yeah. playing Bedford, and I believe South Hegan as well. Yeah. Uh, Timberlane, I think, has a couple games, has games against both uh, North and South. Um, someone else, too, I think. I'm just not remembering off the top of my head here. Um, but, yeah, this is I'm, – I'm really looking forward to how this, this shakes out because it's – like you said, outside of maybe the top couple teams, I think it's going to be really interesting. Well, Joe, I don't know. Uh, in high school, did you ever did you ever lose any girlfriends to Steven Tyler and Aerosmith? Uh, I'm not too sure, but I don't I don't think so. Well, I think you're about to lose me, buddy. We're about, we're about, <laughs> All we're right, about, we're about here. All right. Well, we will wrap that up then. Uh, Chris, thanks for uh, for taking a few minutes while you're uh, you're enjoying the the nice Florida weather down there. Absolutely, Joe. Happy to do it. And, uh, you know, I, uh, I really enjoyed this, but I'll be happy to be back uh, on location <laughs> next year with you, next week with you. Uh, back to the regular schedule here. It's All fun, right. but I'm exhausted, buddy. <laughs> All right. He is uh, Chris Hetler. I am Joe Margelina. Next week we're going to be doing uh, a Division Two preview, so make sure you check that out, and we will talk to you then.